Hey, today we are talking with one of my colleagues and new friends, Dr. Francis Yu. He's a family doc like me, but so much more, including he does um, existential coaching and his company is the Whole Presence Laboratory. So we're, today we're talking about how you need to stop living someone else's life and start living your own. That's right, docs. We said it and we'll be right. I'll be right back here for the conversation. So stay tuned. All right, yeah, y'all, we're back with Next Low Physicians Thriving Outside the Box, and I am with Dr. Francis Yu. I'm super excited. Um, you know, like most people, I met uh, Dr. Francis here on social media, and, you know, we just jive, like, there's a lot of, of synergy in what we do and our values and what we believe in. I was like, hey, man, we need to collaborate on a podcast. So I'm so glad that he has come on, Dr. Francis. Thank you for being on the show with me. How are you? Well, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm very excited to be here. Uh, similar to like you're saying, I uh, found you on social media, found you through um, uh, my colleague, Dr. Mike Wu Ming, and I said, I have to get in contact with her. I have to, you know, just number in power and um, number in uh, finding people that you jive with. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, so I, you know, you, you, we're going to get into this topic, you know, stop living someone else's life, start living your own. I really love that. That speaks to me. It's so disruptive. And that's who I am. I am just disruptive. You know, like I like to say the things that people are thinking, but don't want to say. And I feel like that's why we synergize, we synergize. But before we jump into that, I really want the audience to really know a little bit about you and your story, your background and how you just came to this point. Yeah. So I was born and raised in New York. I uh, went to, um, you know, undergraduate medical school and even did my training all in New York. I knew there was I, something about you that I like, New York, <laughs> New York, New yep, York. Yep. That's my family's front. Nice. <laughs> <Shout> <laughs> yeah, so I did a combined residency in, um, and I became board certified in family medicine, but also osteopathic manipulation. So it's a four-year program and I got uh, dual board certified. Nice. So along the way, I did a... Uh, in a uh, 300-hour acupuncture course and became certified in New York. Mm. I, I did so much CME in integrative medicine. I was able to cheat my way in and grandfathered into the integrative medicine uh, board certification through wow. the uh, American Board of Physician Specialties. You know, I picked up some clinical homeopathy, a lot of other medical stuff. But along <laughs> the way, I picked a lot of non-medical stuff. Like a, I'm the Myers-Briggs type indicator the personality typing, uh, I'm certified in that. I did hundreds of hours of Enneagram education. I did uh, Seth Godin's alternate MBA program. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm missing something, but uh, I guess the other thing is I studied philosophy and in my undergrad, along with uh, math and doing pre-med. And I've always loved to read philosophy and existentialism is something I've always been interested about. And that's where this kind of idea of live your own life comes from, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, aside from the philosophy part, I think you're like my Asian twin. As <laughs> <laughs> you were talking, I was like, did I know he did acupuncture? I did acupuncture. I did it in California, but I looked at the New York program. Yeah. And then, and then you were like, that, you know, the Myers-Briggs. I'm like, oh, me, I'm, not, I'm into Myers-Briggs. I'm not certified like you, but I'm big, 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 big in Myers-Briggs. And, you know, like all of these various things. I don't remember us talking about this before. I'm like, this is my Asian brother. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. 
that's super cool. So you have done a lot and you know, I, the philosophy background explains some of the, you know, the continuous education and reading bit, right? Yeah, you guys yeah. love your reading. You love your, your, um, your education, yeah. but it's, but it's paid off. It's paying off because now you're in this direction. And so, you know, talk about like, as you have gone through all this education, what has brought you to this point of, of coaching in the way that you do? Yeah. So what I like to do is I integrate all the stuff I know, I kind of uh, make something new based on all these different things. And the exciting thing is uh, uh, they're almost made to me to be put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's, uh, let's start with the whole the philosophy part. That's kind of where I started. Mm-hmm. And ever since I was a teenager, I was kind of this melancholic thinking too much and ask deep questions, things like that. And that's right, kind right. of followed me over the past <laughs> uh, decades and, and such. So uh, I think that one of the key points, uh, at least for existential philosophy, is that um, I'm going to die. You're going to die. Everyone listening to this is going to die. <laughs> and people don't like to think about that. And it's so uncomfortable. Right. That's why even patients, you try to scare them. Oh, you should stop this because you're going to die. But, <laughs> but they're not thinking about that just because our ego is just not comfortable with it's just right i'll get rid of it but if you do think about life after you're dead Mm. think about what's going on after you've accomplished or not accomplished things in life Mm -hmm. Uh, and and then what you're you're dead (laughs) (laughs) you can't do anymore you know you're done you're whatever life you know on this earth at least it's it's gone You, you can't you know go backwards and then and what you have to say hey did i live a life that i i I wanted to or did i live a life that my parents said oh you have to go to xyz in a way part of my life was like that you have to study Mm -hmm. well you have to go to the school you have to you know i wanted you to be a doctor and yes that is part of uh you know how i got here and i'm not trying to blame anyone but it's a fact the past is the past right yeah that's the past uh, but today, uh, doctors are uh, facing a decision about mm-hmm. what to do. Right. And a lot of what you talk about as well is to do what it's that fits you. Mm-hmm. Do what, uh, whether it is a, a non-clinical career, right. whether it is going to a quote-unquote alternative payment model in a practice. Right. Or, or is it to, um, I don't know, become a a painter or something. Uh, <laughs> a great example I use is Frank Netter. Who doesn't know Frank Netter? That's right. <laughs> he loved art. He loved to draw. Mm-hmm. Then he went to medicine. He practiced. And then he started draw, drawing medical art and uh, anatomy. Right. And then uh, the story goes that he was going to sell uh, a bunch of pictures to a company i forget the amount of price let's just make it up let's say it was 200 dollars with the entire set mm-hmm. but they mistakenly gave him 200 dollars for each piece and he said <laughs> screw this why am i why am i working in a practice that i don't wanna let's do what i love to do and do that and that's the that's the kind of the spirit and energy i want to impart is that there is a way to live your life Leverage your medical training, your residency, your interests, your skills, your hobbies, and make it work. 
I mean, I see those people that wanted to retire early and things like that, which is, if that works for them, that's fine. But to me, it just means, you know, I don't really want to do this work and I want to move on to something else. Right. Uh, but the point I want to make is, if that works for you, that's fine. But for me, I'd rather be doing what works for me right now. Mm-hmm. And as Eric Tate puts it, get paid to do it. Get, I know that's right. Yeah, yeah. Get paid to live the life I want to live. That's right. And uh, going back to the whole uh, dying thing is that once you realize you're going to die, you don't have infinite time to make this all happen. You're, you have a limited time. I don't know how many. It could, it could be next year. It could be five years from now. Right. Uh, probably somewhere between 60 and, I, I don't know, 120 years, depending on how technology goes. But at some point, you're cut off. You can't do anymore because you just, you just can't. Right. Right. So, so that gives you a, a break. And uh-oh, <laughs> what am I doing in my life? Am I doing what the AMA, the AOA, my board specialty my boss, my hospital. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't uh, practice that. That, that was all natural. <laughs> right? <right here>. Yeah. <laughs> that just happened. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and people don't like to think of that discomfort. So mm-hmm. part of my coaching, what I do is I, I tell them, you know what? Um, this is one of my, my uh, techniques I use. And so I tell people, write your own obituary. Or oh, deliver a- your own eulogy mm-hmm. based on what your life is going on right now. Mm-hmm. Not you, you don't change anything. Mm-hmm. You you just keep doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. and then I don't know years later you died, and then you can talk about how you lived your life. Mm-hmm. And then you write another obituary or deliver another eulogy, but this time it's you have lived your best life about how you did this amazing stuff. Your relationships were amazing. You got to follow your interests, you helped people, you transformed yourself. And if those two obituaries are the same, then you don't need my help. But <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly speaking, um, oh, uh, that's, that's, so I think that would be a little bit rare, right? Right. So, so I, I think boring. that, yeah, exactly. That brings you to the, to the mode. Oh, wait, this is true. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can't ignore it but that's my own fault. Mm. I'm just ignoring my own possibilities. Right. I'm just ignoring my own dreams. I'm right. just ignoring my own vision. I'm the only one making my own excuses. Mm-hmm. And I have to be responsible because I am free to think and decide and I'm responsible for how I live my life. Yeah, you might say, oh, the government this, my hospital that, mm-hmm. my license this. Okay, that's true. You can't change the things you can't change. But there's doubt, there's fear, there's, oh, I don't have any skills outside of medicine, or I, don't, I can't do this, blah, blah, right. blah, which, which is just our, our ego likes to be safe, comfortable, right. and not try new things. Right. Uh, but, but if you don't try new things, things aren't going to happen. You right. got into medical school, residency, got certified maybe because you tried something new. And mm-hmm. um, after becoming an attending, there's no... This is what's next. This is what you should do. It just, it's just kind of scary because you're so free. Right. And you're responsible for those choices. And it all comes down to, are you responsible for the choices you made um, knowing that you're going to die? You're going to be dead. Mm-hmm. And how did you live based on knowing that? Or did you even face that, your ultimate um, 
you know, wow. what happened to you. That is sobering. And I have to be honest, I might have to steal, not the obituary part, but the death part. Yes. You're going to die. Yeah. And yeah. are you responsible for, I mean, like that is so sobering for people, right? Yeah. Like, are you going to die this way? Are yeah, you like, exactly. Really? Are you like, a, you, this is how you're going to go out. Are you going to go out like that? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, exactly. and, but it's, but it's true. It's like, we, we, you, you get, I think that's what's happening in our community now. I mean, quite honestly, you know, I, I know that you see it and I see it, you know, docs are waking up, these medical professionals are waking up and they're drawing a line in the sand and they're like, no, I'm not going out like that. Right. Because where we are seeing, you know, with COVID-19, we are seeing our, our colleagues dying, nurses and doctors and, you know, a lot of them frontline workers and you know, they're, are just mm -hmm. are dying. Mm -hmm. And so it makes it, puts it right in front of your face. I think I read this article, um, such and such doc writes her, her will for her family. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Because that's the reality right now. Like, whereas there was a time when you could say, oh, well, I'm going to live, you know, even though we all know that there, we, nobody knows yep. when they're going, right? Yep. But you say, oh, well, I, I've got good genes. I'm going to live until I'm 96. So I got time. And then COVID happens. You're like, oh, I don't have time. So if you consider that in, in any instance, you don't have time. Yeah, yeah that's right. Because life right. is unpredictable. That's right. What life are you going to live? Exactly. And how are you going to go out? What legacy you're going to leave? Like, what's the name you want to leave, right? Yeah. So that, oh my, I'm telling you, my Asian brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here like, preach! <laughs> preach it! Preach it! <laughs> Love it. Yes, yes. We need to talk more often. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, so you know, in terms of, um, you know, you brought up something around the limiting decisions piece, right? The people believe this or people believe that, you know, and I, I call them living, limiting decisions. You know, my background is NLP. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. I'm like, you know, it's entrepreneurship, but mostly like I'm, I'm training a lot of docs now in NLP and how to really rework their language. I say, watch your language. Because we're, 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 we're taught these things, we're um, indoctrinated with these things, but at the end of the day, um, at some point, we have to be responsible for continuing to command ourselves these things, like these, these mm -hmm. programs, these things into our brain. So how, um, what is your take, philosopher, uh, <laughs> doctor philosopher, <laughs> what is your take about you know, these limiting beliefs, because I truly believe that some of these docs really don't know. Yeah. They really don't know what's out there. They've been so ingrained into the system. And, and I'm specifically talking about docs who are my age. You know, I, I feel like I'm a considerable amount older than you chronologically, but you know, metaphysically speaking, <laughs> we're probably about the same age. But you know, I think that the mid-career docs and especially the late career docs who have been in that, in that type of uh, indoctrination for so long, that brainwashing for so long, mm -hmm. really can't see anything but this. So yeah. how is it, you know, and for those of you who are not watching, it's like tunnel vision. Yeah. What is, <laughs> how do you deal with that? Yeah. So, oh man, uh, that's super great question. Uh, so much I can say about it. So <laughs> from the, I'll start from um, the idea of the ego. 
you know, if people, when people think of the ego, they think of psychology. Mm-hmm. And uh, the approach I take is from Carl Jung, who's a psychiatrist, and uh, the Enneagram, which is Once kind again. of a way to personally develop. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Carl yeah. Jung was my favorite. I have a psychology background. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so our bodies, our psyches, our emotions, our behaviors are all mm-hmm. built to make us feel like everything's okay. Right. Make us feel like, oh, that's uncomfortable, so I'm going to make up a story and not think about it and mm-hmm. something else. Or, or, um, or I can pretend I know more about it even though I, I don't know. So mm-hmm. uh, like a patient who says, oh, I looked up on here and I think I need this even though you're a doctor. So it's, for them, it protects their sense of self that it's, oh, I'm okay, and their emotions, their beliefs, their thoughts, their behaviors all feed into this, I don't want to change, but things are pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. Ooh, because things, things are, okay. are pretty good, right? Pretty good, yeah. And, <laughs> and that exciting new thing, oh man, that gets my heart racing. That gets me sweaty. I feel like I'm in danger, being threatened by like a tiger or a shark. In reality, mm-hmm. you, just, you may be just um, you know, posting something on social media you haven't before. The right. body and the mind can't really differentiate those two things that well. Right. Your autonomic nervous system, your sympathetics, your, your fears, the things that you don't like about yourself, they're all built to say, oh, stop it. it it's no, that's <laughs> uncomfortable. Let's right. get away from it. Mm-hmm. And for the education system, that's a lot of what it does. And Seth Golden talks about this a lot, what is school for mm-hmm. is School, in a way, is made to make people replaceable. So, oh, you went to high school. That means if my high school employee is gone, I can find another high school person because I know Mm -hmm. they're educated the same amount. Wow. Oh, you're an anesthesiologist or you want to quit or you died. Oh, then, all right, I can find another board-certified anesthesiologist Mm because I know they have the minimum level of competency. Right. Wow. And, And we don't like to realize that hey we're some people label us as certified in this way right we like to think oh i put all this money and time and effort into it i mm-hmm. deserve to be valued which is true but mm-hmm. doesn't mean other people agree with you, you know? that's right that's yeah. no, that's such a great point like d- you deserve to be valued but it doesn't mean other people are going to agree with you so what are you going to do about that exactly and physicians, the big um, cognitive bias is right. that makes them feel comfortable. It's this sunk cost. I spent so much money and time. I spent mm-hmm. 30 years in this same hospital. It sucks now, but you know, I spent 30 years here. They oh, abused gosh, me, yeah. but it's okay. Right. That's how it is. I'm invested. Yeah, I'm invested. But part of them knows it's just better if I take the next step. It's just scary. It gets my heart racing mm-hmm. and you and your ego protects yourself from doing something new right even though reality that's going to be better but that comfort is oh so sweet that comfort is oh mm-hmm. man it's this is so nice so cozy and i don't want to try anything new so and, yeah and it's and it's psychological comfort because it's not always physiological comfort right because you know yeah. they could be they they could be working eight eighty hours a week and coming home and having nothing left for their family and like just sleeping and staying up till two o'clock in the morning doing charts and other but that's the known and that's comfortable up here versus the unknown of stepping out into what could be paradise 
But for them, it's like the forest with the bears and the tigers and the right? But really, like when they step out, it's like, oh, wait, oh, I didn't know this was all available. Oh, the fruit is so sweet. Let me take a bite of that apple right there. Yeah, so that's perfect because we're talking about if we tell them, if you live this way, uh, when you die, you're going to tell yourself, yeah, I worked 80 to 120 hours a week and I didn't spend time with my family. And if they like that, if they liked dying knowing they did that, great for them. Right, right, That's right. their authentic self. Right, but if right. they say, you know, I really want to spend time with my family, it was not worth it, mm-hmm. then why wait to realize it when you're dying? Right. Realize it now. Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> you know, or why wait to realize it when you retire? People, exactly. you know, I think in some of the older generation, and this is what I love about millennials, by the way, and I have this conversation often, right? Um, is that, you know, in, in, the, in, the, in the boomer generation, it was, they were taught to work, work, work your 30, 40 years, get your pension, quit your job, retire, sit on your front porch and rocking chair, and be done, right? And, and sometimes you find a hobby, you know, you're knitting, some people knit, you know, knit now, but let me find your, how you're knitting stuff. And you're, you know, my dad, he's retired from OBGYN, obstetrics, gynecology, and he does um, mosaics and, and a lot of like really interesting art with epoxy. I was like, dad, I did not know you were an artist. It's like, why haven't you been doing this the whole time? But he didn't have time because he was working his ass off for 30 years, right? Mm-hmm. And so, we're, we're, we're conditioned and trained in this particular way to work in this particular way, the boomers, right? So then you have the Xers, that's me. And we're conditioned and trained by our parents in a particular way, but somewhere along the way, we're like, wait a second, we don't have to do that. You know, like I grew up in the era of, I think it was Twisted Sister, we're not gonna take it. Yeah. No, we ain't gonna take it. <laughs> you know, exactly. we're not gonna take it anymore and those of you listening yes i am black singing to <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. yes <laughs> but but I mean, but it's like that right that's our generation and so we wake up but still because we're conditioned this particular way mm-hmm. we and we have endured the discomfort and we know like, it's like, oh, well, we know this the, the devil you don't know versus the devil you, you, mm. the devil you do know versus the devil you don't, right? This is comfortable. Even though it's uncomfortable, it's comfortable up here. <laughs> that out there is uncomfortable and scary and could kill us, even though it's probably paradise. <laughs> yeah. Now, the millennials, on the other hand, you know, are you considered, do you consider yourself, do you self-identify as a millennial? Uh, I can't remember how old you are because you look so young. Yeah, I'm at the <laughs> cusp of the millennial. So I kind of uh, grew up without the phones, but then I had them since, you know. Oh, yeah. you might be like my sister who is, she, she, the, she's the made up Y generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really it's like, yeah, it's that cusp yeah, of yeah, X and, and yeah. X and millennial. Yeah, so y'all though, like in the millennials, you know, it's like you bo- you're born into the world of the X's where we're rebelling Mm -hmm. and so you're you're learning to rebel earlier and that takes you out into the world earlier to do these amazing things and so that's what i love about millennials and i said all that to say that just to kind of piggyback on what you said is like there is the i think our generation and above 
one of the reasons that we stay in that discomfort is just, that's just what we knew, generationally speaking, genealogically speaking, that's kind of what we were taught. And it takes a little bit more ah, to get us out there or it takes a little bit more pain. I always say, you will not act until the pain of being in it exceeds the pain of getting out. Yeah, I love it. I love mm -hmm. it. Yeah, exactly. Super cool. So yeah, so you were saying <laughs> about the the um, the limited thinking and the discomfort. Yeah. So, and it's hard to get out of it mm -hmm. yourself because mm -hmm. you're programmed, or you programmed yourself. Yes. And now you're, you're, this works for me, mm -hmm. but, but if you find someone else, a coach or yes. a course, or, um, if you're able to really face your death on a regular basis, then it pulls you out because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you realize there is a world outside of my programming, right? There's a world outside of. I guess in, in your university words I use, there are other other words out there that that would change how I'm uh, facing things. Right. But real talk, the easiest way is just to get a coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because back in the day, maybe that wasn't available as widespread, right? I mean, coaches were been available for decades, right? They've been really this this it's programs, personal development has been a, you know, this, we're talking back in a day of Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. It's like, it's been available for decades and decades and decades, but the coaching industry has only boomed in the last like 10 to 15 years, right? So, and now you don't have to literally face death every single day. I mean, you could, I mean, you really could choose that. I mean, you, you know, but you don't have to do that when you have people like you and myself available to actually, who can actually give perspective and see blind spots and then pull those blind spots into view. And, and, and you know, like really, um, like I love what you do. You like reframe the way you reframe things, you know, and, and, and help people understand Enneagram and Myers-Briggs, why they do what they do. Yeah. Because, because let's face it, docs like to understand stuff, right? We like to understand stuff. Even though understanding is really the booby prize, action is the winner. <laughs> yeah. Right? I love it. Yeah. You know, but we like yeah. to understand stuff. So like that helps them to understand, oh, this is why I do what I do. And this is how I can circumvent that. This is how I can be empowered. You can simply hire a coach because, you know, co docs be thinking they can coach themselves. <laughs> no, nobody can coach themselves. I don't coach myself. Yeah, exactly. I have a coach. Exactly. About two or three of them, <laughs> you know, in different domains. So I, I just, I love what you're saying. I love, I, I love this whole conversation. I feel like there could be a part two of it. Um, but I, uh, I yeah. one thing I'll add about the coaching is that coaches have spent all this time, <laughs> hours, mm -hmm. dollars, mm -hmm. uh, myself, you know, all this training wasn't free, you know, and exactly hundreds and maybe thousands of hours that I spent mm -hmm. all this and all this, you, you don't have to do it yourself. Find mm -hmm. someone who's can put it all together and make it work for you. And I think Absolutely. that's another beautiful thing about coaching. Right. And I think it's, it, there is something to, to focus on here in that is that because nowadays, because the coaching industry is, is booming so much, you know, people are just jumping out there and calling themselves a coach. And I, you know, I did this webinar last Thursday. And one of the things I talked about, you were there, I talked about the fact that you cannot approach being a coach, like being in coaching, like you approach being a doctor. It's not the same thing. You know, we've spent, beyond medical school years mm -hmm. and 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 
you know, thousands, tens of thousands. I know for myself, because I've been, been in it for a while, tens of twenties of thousands, probably close to the amount that I spent on my medical school degree <laughs> on developing myself to be able to train other doctors in the areas that I trained yes. them in. Yes. And so docs got to get that. Like, this is not some willy nilly fly by night thing that we just jumped in and decided to do. No. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We've been working on this stuff for a long time, y'all. Yeah. And that's why we, we can get the results that we get with other people. And so, you know, that's, that's, um, it's something to be said about that. So now talk about um, specifically your program and, you know, how people can get in touch with you. I want to, I want to make sure that we highlight that because this yeah. has been an amazing conversation, but at the end of the day, there's, there's information and there's action. Yep. Yep. So there are a couple of ways. The most direct way would be to email me. You can, you can email me. That's fine. It's um, uh, francisudo at gmail.com. So F-R-A-N-C-I-S dot Y-O-O dot D-O at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. uh, if you miss a spelling, I'm sure when you go to the to review this uh, uh, talk, <laughs> my name will be there. So it'll be yes, easy to follow. Yes, information will be in the show notes. Yeah. I saw, also have a Facebook group dedicated to this uh, concept, Physician Freedom, Living Your Authentic Physician Life. And there's also a book I published actually um, not too long ago that's um, also dedicated to this. And it's almost like a mini manual that kind of jumpstarts you. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's, it doesn't solve our problem. It's just kind of showcases and, and shows to you that um, you can't put your life answers in a 50 page yeah. book yes. it's, it's it's to it's to show you that um you, you do need the coaching and whoever that coach may be mm -hmm. uh but um if you feel like what i'm saying and you just i don't know you like my pink shirt or the way i talk <laughs> some, some gut instinct that says this coach shirt. yeah thank you <laughs> this coach works for me like you're saying you need a coach you just need to find a coach that works for you and this book kind of tells you Hey, you need help. You need a coach. Find one. Even finding a coach, you know, that's an action, right? That's a whole so, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So again, email me or my Facebook. Uh, I also have a, a, a Facebook profile page. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm available. If you look for yeah. me, I'll be there. But email me will be the, uh, the most direct way. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I will make sure I include all of that in the show notes. A link to your Facebook page, link to your Facebook group if um, docs want to join it. Yes, you do have to be a physician to join it. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I just appreciate, not only do I appreciate you coming on the, the show, but I already knew this was going to be an amazing conversation just from our first conversation prior to this. And I'm just, you know, excited for this type of, this level of, of um, dialogue because it's needed in the community you know, where, what I love is, is getting to the root cause of what ails us and what stops us. And a lot of times, you know, as physicians, we focus on the doing. Oh, what do we have to do? Yeah. Do, do, do. And the doing is important. But, you know, sometimes you do have to get to the root cause of why you're not doing mm -hmm. so that you can do. And I feel like that was sort of the crux of this conversation. So I appreciate you coming in dialogue dialoguing with me on this and you know y'all like if you if you um resonate or if francis dr francis resonates with you then i encourage you to reach out to him um because you know he's obviously got it going on with the pink shirt 
So yeah, yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, I'm really thankful for, for you having me. Awesome, awesome. So um, you all heard it, Dr. Francis, you here. And uh, you know, you really, we had a, a wonderful conversation, stop living someone else's life, start living your own, the next existential uh, conversation. And you know, I encourage you to reach out to, to Dr. Yu, uh, www.drfrancisudo.com is his website. Yep. And we will have his Facebook page, his email address. Um, he is the founder of Whole Presence Laboratory, which I love that name, by the way. So go check him out. And um, of course, you know, y'all know how to reach me. Anything, anything you want to leave them with, Doc, before I close it out? Ooh. Ask yourself, I mean, like you said, there's a question. Are you living someone else's life or are you living your own? And answer it honestly. That's, I think that's what I leave you with. Yeah, and I think answering it honestly is the key because it's easy to say, yes. But if you write that eulogy before and after, are they the same? And if they're not, you better reach out to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you know how to, y'all know how to uh, reach me, uh, drmaisha.com. But the main, the main person you should be looking at reaching out to is Dr. Francis Yu, and we'll have all his information in the show notes. So you all, thank you for listening. This show does not go on without its listenership. Share it with someone that you know this would be valuable for. Um, leave a comment leave a review for us. That's how people know that we are legit. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Y'all have a great rest of the day and a great rest of the week. Namaste. Welcome back, Tribe. You are listening to Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box, where we invite doctors, dentists, and medical entrepreneurs who are breaking the mold, stepping outside the box as entrepreneurs, and practicing on their terms to share their journey, wisdom, and their inspiration with the world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne. My calling is to help doctors find freedom, fulfillment, and full self-expression. I have helped dozens of medical professionals transform their mindset, leverage their skill set, and build profitable businesses and careers they love. Now, let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an opportunity for inspiration, motivation, and empowerment with me and our amazing guests. Now, let's take it to the next level, y'all. Here we go. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode of Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as the rest. Remember to go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time a new episode is released. It is you as our listener who help our podcast to grow. So if you like this podcast, if you enjoy what you're hearing, if you are inspired, we'd really appreciate it if you'd write a quick review and share it with five of your friends. We want to continue to expand our reach and bring this transformation to all of those doctors and medical professionals out there who are still seeking more autonomy, more freedom, 
more expression and purpose in their careers and lives. Finally, if you want to learn more about how I can help you as a doctor or medical professional transform your mindset, leverage your skill set, and create a profitable business and career you love by your design, please check out my website, www.drmaisha.com. That's D-R-M-A-I-Y-S-H-A.com. On my website, you can access one of my three free masterclasses to get you started on your journey to the next level. Have a wonderful rest of the day and an amazing rest of the week, y'all. And keep your head up looking to the next level. Namaste.